1: on WABC on this beautiful spring day in New York look outside spring has sprung and with it comes sun damage yeah there's a there's a bad side of uh, spring it's actually not so bad but uh, certainly you should all be using your SPF 15 sunscreen today and tomorrow And, in fact, the rest of the week, if you look at the uh, weather report, we're going to be into the high 70s this week. And there will be some UV index days in the 6, 7, and 8 range this early in the year. And that means you can burn. And, in fact, this is uh, really one of the most dangerous times of the year for your skin because you're depigmented maximally. No matter what your skin color is, right now you are at the lightest you'll be all year So because of that, you're more likely to get burned now in the sun than you are, let's say, in August when you've got a little uh, preparation to your skin. You have some melanin back in your skin, and you're used to using sunscreen. Most of us are out of practice using sunscreen. So this is the time of year. You've got to do it. Uh, My daytime is an SPF 23. We label it as a 20. We're having all sorts of specials for daytime, so uh, you can pick some up and use it on your entire body This weekend, we'll get more into that in a few minutes. Well, this is the show about you. It's the plastic surgery show on WABC. It's the show about skin, about skin care, about what you look like. So this is a show to call if, uh, let's say, you've got that very first wrinkle. You just noticed it. And, boy, is that distressing. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So give me a call if you do notice that first wrinkle, or maybe you've tried on the bathing suit. There was an article, I think in the Times this week, about about women, this is the week. This is the time of year you try on those bathing suits. You try on what you'd like to use this summer, what you'd like to wear on the beach. But maybe you don't see exactly what you'd like to see. Maybe your breasts are a little bit too small. Maybe they're too big or droopy or... There's some new fat on your hips or your thighs or uh, or even under your neck. Well, this is a show to call if you've got questions about those issues. This is What's Your Wrinkle? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I am here to answer your questions. Well, tonight we're going to talk about uh, wrinkle filler. It's one of my favorite topics. I just gave the lecture at Columbia and Cornell to the residents on wrinkle filler just in the last week. I like talking about it. I like doing it. In fact, Probably every day, almost every day in my practice, I'm uh, filling some wrinkle or another. Uh, but did you read about Jennifer Aniston's wrinkle filler? Well, we're going to talk about hers. Did she or did she not? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. We're going to have a guest from the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital coming up later in the show. He's going to be talking about robotic spine surgery. This is fascinating stuff. And we're going to talk about... Yeah, a little bit more about your breasts. It's one of my favorite topics as a plastic surgeon, of course. <clears throat> we're going to talk about breast size after having implants in. Does it matter? Do they uh, get larger or smaller? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about skin care again. Because, uh, again, one of my favorite topics is skin care. And we're going to talk about some of the toxins that you might find in your skin care. All right, the phone number, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. It's a free call from all over the continental United States. Give me a call. If you're listening from San Diego, give me a call. And, of course, from Fairfield, Connecticut or New Jersey or right there on 57th Street where my office is, uh, give me a call, 800-848-9222. And if you do call, we're going to have a bottle of that daytime. Daytime is... That's kind of like a foundation for you. You put it on in the morning. It's a skin protector. It's got an SPF twenty-three. We label it twenty. I rounded down. You have to round down. You can't round up. That's against the law. But you certainly can round down. And you'll find that the performance of daytime is even better than an SPF twenty because it measured out at twenty-three and it has zinc oxide in it. Zinc oxide doesn't get it in your body. How many of you saw me on Dr. Oz a couple of years ago talking about about the endocrine-disrupting sunscreens, of which most of them are. Most of them, not just one or two, but the clear ones, the ones that get absorbed into your body, and that's everything except zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. I will not tell you the names because it's all just chemistry. And you'll listen to them, and then you'll tune into that sports program because you don't want to hear a lot of chemistry. All right, but zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, they are the safest Of the sunscreens, they don't get absorbed in your body. They stay on your skin uh, throughout the day. You don't have to reapply those, although the FDA doesn't distinguish between different sunscreens. So they tell me as a manufacturer of sunscreen that I have to tell you that they have to be reapplied after uh, a couple hours, certainly after bathing, after uh, going into the water. You're going to start going to Coney Island, Jones Beach, the Jersey Shore very soon and uh, And if you do, put on the uh, sunscreen afterwards so so uh, it's a broad spectrum sunscreen, and that means it gets ultraviolet A and ultraviolet b. it's all you need. Eileen, what can I do for you? what's your wrinkle? I- Eileen's not quite ready. all right. Eileen's in the queue, but not there. Are you there yet, Eileen? I don't hear I don't Eileen all right we're going to come back to Eileen in just a couple uh, couple minutes. There, she's there. Thank you, Eileen. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle?
2: Oh, hi. How are you? Um, I have a brown spot, two brown spots, one underneath each other, underneath my eye. And I'm afraid to get lasered. I had a laser once before, but I'm afraid for a laser to go near my eye in that spot. Can I use hydroquinone and just bleach that spot, or how do I get rid of them so close to my eye?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, how old are you, Eileen?
2: I'm 58.
1: Okay, that's a good age. All right, you're 58. How big are these brown spots?
2: They're they're tiny, but they look like mascara like, drops. So people say. Okay, so
1: mascara. are they? Are they like a little millimeter? Are they two millimeters? Are they the size oh, of a dime? Okay. Give me some idea.
2: Oh, tiny.
1: Like well, tiny to you might be enormous to me. So <laughs> tell me, Uh-oh. give me an idea. An eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch?
2: If you took a pen and you just made a dot on a piece of paper, that's what it would look okay.
1: like. Okay, so they're teeny tiny. You're right. It's a good description. Okay, they're very tiny brown spots. Well, I cannot tell you on this type of show what to do for these. Uh, I can talk in general about brown spots. Now, Now, first of all, the laser... Um, you know, I don't know without looking at you whether or not a laser is an appropriate treatment for this particular brown spot. There's all sorts of ways to treat brown spots on the face, by the way. Uh, excision is one of those. These could be little tiny moles, in which case you don't want to laser those away. Uh, they don't sound like they're anything serious because of the size, but only a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon or a good physician can make that determination whether or not uh, they are, what did you say? I'm sorry.
2: Okay, that was already determined because I did go to a dermatologist, but he just he okay. didn't do kind of um you know, he didn't do anything for wrinkles and whatnot. He was just a regular dermatologist. Okay. And he said it was just so, you know so pigments.
1: What did the dermatologist say it was?
2: It's the same thing as any other brown spot, like an, an you know, just a uh
1: pigment. Oh Eileen. Eileen, Eileen. I can give you a list of about a dozen things that are brown spots on the face. So assuming that the dermatologist said that it's a benign benign brown spot, uh, then there are lots of different ways to treat it. Now, you should not be afraid of a laser, by the way, because a skilled physician, usually a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist, sometimes an ophthalmologist, sometimes a facial plastic surgeon, otolaryngologist, but that's about it. A skilled physician will put a steel contact lens in your eye to protect you. It doesn't hurt. Put a little drop of anesthetic in, and then uh, a contact lens is placed. And the laser is not dangerous as long as your eyeball is protected. So there really should be no fear. On the other hand, I'm not sure laser is my first choice to get rid of brown spots. Um, if it's very small, sometimes we can just excise these things. It's a, a very simple thing. It takes five minutes to numb it up and just snip it and get rid of these things. And then we have the added benefit of having something we can look at under the microscope because uh, even if it's absolutely benign, it's not 100% benign until we look under the microscope. And so uh, that's one of the things we could do. Or sometimes we peel these. uh, We peel them with uh, something called TCA, trichloroacetic acid. That's one of those things we can use. Uh, We don't like to freeze things if it's very close to the eye because unlike the laser, freezing is not as precise as lasering. So if it's real close to the eye, we don't want to freeze it. Um, So those are kind of your options. Uh, You know, it really depends on the dermatologist. Now, you asked about hydroquinone. Uh, Hydroquinone is a drug uh, that is okay to fade various uh, brown spots, but pinpoint things like this, I'm not sure it's so good at. Uh, so we're going to talk when we come back from our break a little bit more about hydroquinone and other things that can fade brown spots on the skin. Eileen, you can hang on if you'd like. And uh, on the other side of the break, it's a short break. So this is Dr. Arthur Perry. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. And uh, we'll be back after these words, 800-848-9222. If you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin, you're in for a big surprise. Wrinkles, brown splotches, and rough skin are just around the corner. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a one-step solution called Nighttime because I know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program. Just massage in Nighttime, and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it, and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of Nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com, and Nighttime is yours for $50. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or call 844 Dr. Perry. That's 844
0: D R P E R R Y. Hi, I'm Lex Howard, CEO of Balance of Nature. I occasionally take new customer calls and often people tell me that they have been hearing our advertisements for years. What
1: are you waiting for? Start now and begin experiencing the benefits of Balance of Nature in
0: your life.
2: It's a very good product, even if I open the capsules, it tastes very good.
0: I like it. That's why I'm reordering it. matter of fact, I think I may give it to my son. You can't point to anything except you suddenly realize you're not dizzy anymore, you don't have a headache anymore, you're sleeping pretty good. It's not a case of where this hurts and now it doesn't hurt anymore. It's difficult for people to realize it's helping them because they're feeling like they should feel.
3: Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800. Two four six eight seven five one, or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
1: This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Well, it's finally spring outside, and it's time for America's favorite pastime—no, not baseball—liposuction. You might have heard about non-invasive technologies that claim to take inches off of your waist, but in actuality, they seem to slim your wallet more than your belly. Liposuction is the tried and proven technique to reduce fat from your tummy, hips, thighs, or neck. I've been performing liposuction for over 30 years, and in most cases, you're back to work in just a few days and in a bathing suit in a few weeks. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in central New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. Check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WABC.
0: You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's Your
4: Wrinkle?
1: We are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC, and we have had a spellbinding conversation with Eileen. Are you still there, Eileen? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. We were talking about a little brown pigment spot underneath your eye, in fact, two of them. Uh, so tell me something, Eileen. Are these spots very, very dark, almost black, or are they kind of light brown? Um, I would say a
2: medium tone. Medium. They're not very very light. nondescript. very dark.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So the question is, can you use something called hydroquinone to fade these? I'm not a big fan of hydroquinone. It is um, a suspected carcinogen. I don't know if you are aware of that. Uh, the FDA still allows it in a 2% car, uh, concentration over-the-counter in a 4% concentration with a prescription. Uh, but, in fact, I just reviewed the literature about a week or two ago, and it's uh, getting more and more convincing that hydroquinone uh, may be a carcinogen. How's that? Maybe you know, in animals it is. It's never been proven in uh, in humans, uh, but certainly uh, it's not the best chemical to have on your skin more than a few months, maybe. Uh, so there are other there are other skin lighteners that are very non toxic. And one of those is vitamin C. One of those is called arbutin. One of those is licorice extract. Uh, there are a bunch of different ones, milk thistle. Uh, they all lighten the skin to a certain extent. Niacin even lightens the skin. Uh, but it all depends on uh, on how visible these are. Usually the skin lighteners help with very, very um, light freckles as opposed to dark freckles or, uh, or distinct brown spots. Usually they don't work for those, even my product. You know, they're not going to get rid of these uh, dark brown. I'm not sure how brown yours is but uh, and certainly the uh the black type of uh of uh, marks on the skin which are usually little tiny moles or something like that. Uh so you know you can you can uh, if as long as your dermatologist said that they're benign you can certainly use these products. Uh, to try and lighten them. Uh, or you could just bite the bullet, go to the plastic surgeon, have the uh, little spots excised. One stitch is usually all it takes to uh, to close these little things, and you're done with them. So uh, so there's your answer, Eileen. Thanks for calling.
2: Okay, thank you very
1: much. Uh, okay, this is Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. I have, as, uh, as a guest who uh, was a guest of mine a year or so ago, and uh, he is back. He's a neurosurgeon, Dr. Hemp. Are you? Uh, are you there?
0: Yes, I'm here. How are you?
1: All right. I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time on your Saturday evening. And uh, tonight uh, we've got a a great topic. We're going to be talking about about minimally invasive spine surgery. It it almost sounds like an oxymoronic uh, term, but Dr. Simon Haft is an assistant professor of neurosurgery at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about robots, performing surgery. Tell me a little bit about this.
0: Yeah, this is um, a a new technology. We're actually one of the uh, only institutions in the state of New Jersey who are offering this, even in New York as well. Um, And basically what it allows us to do is it allows us to do the kind of classic operations that we do for uh, the low and mid-back, but it allows us to do them through very, very small incisions, and it allows us to do them with extreme accuracy the kind of accuracy that we're, we typically are not able to achieve through the conventional methods of, of operating.
1: All right. So so now, who would be a candidate for this type of surgery? What are the symptoms people need to have in order to require surgery like this?
0: Well, the beauty of the technology is that the applications of the robotic-assisted operation or, or the technology are very broad. It basically allows us to... Um, to instrument people, and by that I mean to place rods and screws, so what people would know as uh, lumbar instrumented fusion. Um, that kind of operation is typically done in the setting of back pain, so what we call classically axial and mechanical back pain, uh, will be the most uh, the typical or conventional application of the technology. Uh, but beyond that, uh, we also use the technology for people who have cancer, um so what we call this an oncologic application for people who have collapsed vertebral bodies, for example, from uh, tumor invasion, metastatic disease. We also use it um, for what people may be familiar with, what we call a kyphoplasty, which is uh, when we inject cement into vertebral bodies. This is typically done in older patients who have osteoporosis and who may have fallen. So for these kinds of traumatic injuries, uh, it allows us, um, to very minimally uh, guide our uh, instrumentation into uh, the vertebral body. Basically have these kinds of patients uh, leave the hospital within a day, sometimes even the same day. So, again, the beauty of the application uh, for this robotic technology is that it's very broad. It, it, we're finding applications for it in multiple uh, arenas when it comes to spine surgery.
1: Okay, so so just to clarify for uh, listeners from Maine to Virginia out here, uh, a robot is not actually performing this surgery. You are as a neurosurgeon, but you're using uh, you're sitting at a console. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is the um, this is this is what we need to explain to patients that you know this is this is not like the Terminator where you have a robot taking over the world. You have a robot assisting the surgeon, um, and and the way in which this is done is we take a, a CT scan which is very routinely done before surgery and we merge that with two only two x-rays which are done during the operation and those two x-rays are merged with the CT scan and that allows us to guide our instrumentation very precisely into the areas in which we need to apply it now for patients who um, have the pathology that we described, the massive benefits to this, well, first and foremost is the accuracy. So a lot of times we're putting in these instrumentation and we find ourselves uh, placing these rods and screws suboptimally in locations that might need to be revised after the operation. So this allows us to avoid subjecting patients to additional procedures. It also massively reduces the amount of x-ray exposure that patients may be subjected to, which is something that patients, uh, to be honest with you, are probably not even aware of going into surgery. We use a lot of x-rays in order to ensure that our instrumentation is in the right place. And there are probably deleterious side effects to that radiation. Uh, with this technology, we're using two x-rays. When some of these procedures, we're using three or 400 x-rays. So we're talking about a dramatic wow. reduction in terms of x-ray exposure, let alone the accuracy that we achieve, as I've described before. So just very enthusiastic about what the robot allows us to you do. Know, the robot itself is physically a very small, um, almost kind of a globular structure. It's about maybe six inches in height. And what it does is it takes the coordinates from the CT scan, the x-rays that I described, and basically molds into a position fixed above the patient's back and allows us to very accurately guide our screws into the proper location. So it's, it's almost a magical kind of thing. It's almost a kind of thing you have a hard time believing But when the robot fixes itself into that position, it's the surgeon who's then delivering the the scalpel. We still use a traditional scalpel. And then delivering the screws into that position. It's still the surgeon doing all of it. It's just the robot getting us there.
1: It's really fascinating uh, for me as a surgeon, and I hope listeners out there are also fascinated. I'm speaking with Dr. Simon Hampt, who is a neurosurgeon at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and he is an assistant professor at the medical school, now called Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, now part of Rutgers. And uh, now, Dr. Hamp, if, uh, let's say... I've got some back pain. I've had back pain for years and I've tried everything. I've been to doctors all over the place. I've had physical therapy and exercises and, and I'm still miserable and, and I've decided it's time for surgery. Uh, how do you decide whether or not you use this robot or you do traditional surgery?
0: Yeah, that, uh, that's really a great question. I mean, for me, it's a two, it's really a twofold question. One is, is someone like you who has that kind of back pain, do you even need surgery in the first place? So I, that's a that's a that's a, a very complicated. Quite, the implications are very complicated, even though the question on its surface is very simple. How do I decide whether or not someone needs an operation? And that do I would dominate your entire show if we, you know, if we were if we were to kind of deviate into that discussion. But assuming that I need, I know someone needs an operation at this point. If I'm doing an operation for back pain itself, not pain necessarily that goes down the leg. That's a different component of pain. With its origin in the low back, we call that ridicular pain, or what people know as, uh, know as sciatica. I'm talking more about pain in the actual low back. Really, that kind of pain we know tends to respond to the placement of rods and screws, what people know commonly as a fusion or instrumentation. Really, at this point, for any patient that requires that kind of operation, in my opinion, I'm going to be employing the robot. There's just so much accuracy imparted by the technology. There's so much in terms of how we're able to spare the patient these larger incisions, spare the patient revision operations, optimize the placement of the screws so that we know we're getting the, the exact kind of purchase that we want with these screws. These are the kinds of things that the robot imparts to our operation that we were very good at getting, but not necessarily reliably every time out. And the robot ensures that with an incredible degree of accuracy, really, in the above 95% range. So for me at this point, if someone needs an instrumented lumbar fusion, I'm utilizing the technology um, basically without exception.
1: And that is uh, really what we call in medicine a paradigm shift, uh, a real change in the way that you're treating a very common problem. And uh, I'll tell you, it's fascinating to me, and the way medicine is evolving, neurosurgery in particular, and uh, and the robot, the robot of Dr. Simon Hanf, who is a neurosurgeon at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Jersey, in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I want to thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday evening. I know you were uh, on last year. We're going to have you on more often. I like speaking to you. So thanks so much, Dr. Hanf.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for the time. And, you know, I'm happy to discuss this at, at, at a later date and, and, and with any of your listeners at any point in the future. It's very exciting time for us.
1: Great, and and you can uh, go on Robert Wood Johnson's website, rwjuh.edu, to learn more about this topic. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We've got more of What's Your Wrinkle? Another half hour coming right up, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. What was my dream?
2: 200
4: pounds ago, it was ditching my plus-size clothes. Before I lost 115 pounds, it was flying coach, no seatbelt extension.
3: My dream 180 pounds ago was playing outside with my kids. 155 pounds ago, my dream was to stop feeling invisible. Mine
1: was to be here for my family.
3: If reaching a healthy weight seems like a dream, the bariatric surgery program at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital can help you make it a reality. As a certified center of excellence in metabolic and bariatric surgery, we have the knowledge and experience to guide patients step-by-step through a weight loss program that has changed and saved lives. To sign up for one of our seminars and learn more about weight loss surgery, visit us at rwjuh.edu. That's rwjuh.edu.
5: Enough is enough. Wall Street's greed and illegal behavior drove this country into the worst economic downturn since the 1930s. And then, after getting a huge taxpayer bailout because they were too big to fail, it turns out that three out of the four largest banks are bigger today than they were before we bailed them out. That's crazy. I'm Bernie Sanders. My plan break up the big banks who are strangling our economy, and make them pay their fair share of taxes. Then we can invest in the middle class, expand Social Security, and provide universal college education. I'll rein in Wall Street behavior so they can't crash our economy again. Will they like me? No. Will they begin to play by the rules if I'm president? You better believe it. I'm Bernie Sanders, Democratic candidate for president, And I approve this
3: message. Paid for by Bernie 2016.
4: Congratulations to all who took the Balance of Nature New Year's Challenge. Success stories are pouring in. So many people have been helped through this incentive that I have asked Balance of Nature to continue this challenge for as long as possible.
0: I'll tell you what, this stuff is great. I really, I haven't gotten sick. Everybody around me is coming down with that laryngitis. And it seems like it's all over the country. It's like a respiratory tract infection and people lose Mm -hmm. their voice. Then it goes away, and then it comes back like two weeks later, and it's worse. I teach in a school. Half the teachers here, you know, are sick. You know, they're, they're miserable. And uh, I haven't gotten sick, and I swear it's this stuff. It's, it's this fruits and veggies I'm taking.
3: Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
4: Does your water stain and damage your fixtures? Does it smell or taste bad? Are you worried about what's in your water? Water quality should not be painful and worrisome. Get HydroCare Water Systems from Wave Home Solutions with the most advanced purification technologies. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-866-979-9147 or go to bestwaternow.com. HydroCare will eliminate lime scale that causes hundreds of dollars in damage to pipes and appliances without using salt. Well water will no longer smell or stain your fixtures. City water will be purified of harmful chlorine, lead, arsenic, and chemicals. Wave Home Solutions provides the cleanest, healthiest water at every faucet. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, call 1-866-979-9147. 1-866-979-9147. Or go to bestwaternow.com. That's BestWaterNow.com. Wave home
3: solutions for a healthy,
0: comfortable home. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's your your wrinkle?
1: And what is your wrinkle? So, uh, very interesting to me, uh, being uh, a radio talk show host for the last ten and a half years, that was the very first political ad that's ever aired on uh, one of my shows, so... uh, the bernie sanders ad i don't choose any ad so uh, i i do not uh, endorse any particular candidate at this time uh but you never know anyway that was uh, interesting uh, that that aired during the show so speaking of politics how about that jennifer aniston she has nothing to do with politics of course but uh, in the news last week she was uh, right up there with getting fillers in her face now that's what uh, you know, the newspaper said, the tabloids said. They love, they love talking about celebrities who don't like talking about this stuff themselves. But they love to, to show these photographs. So if you look at the photographs of Jen- Jennifer Aniston, uh, well, it kind of does look like she's had a lot of filler in her cheeks and over her cheekbones. So she'll never admit it. And, in fact, she told Yahoo.com that she would never have cosmetic surgery. She had Botox once, and that's it. You know, Joan Rivers was on this show a few years ago, and she said something uh, that was uh, really very smart. The way to get people to stop talking about your cosmetic surgery is to talk about it. And that's what she did. Uh, so I have plenty of patients that tell everybody that they had cosmetic surgery. They come on TV with me. They're on the radio with me. Uh, then I have people that absolutely they don't want their husbands to know. It's, it's fascinating to me. I have actually had patients who have had cosmetic surgery when their husbands were on business trips. I don't like that, but people are adults. They can do what they want, right? Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's so funny. But the way to get people to stop talking about it. The way for you to not have people whisper about you is to just tell them. Tell them, uh, you know, it's a personal thing, of course. But uh, now, speaking of Jennifer Aniston, so I looked very carefully at these pictures, and uh, yeah, I think she's had something called voluma. How many of you know what voluma is? That is the thickest of all the fillers. It's a really nice filler for uh, for to accentuate the cheekbones and to fill in a gaunt appearance of the cheeks. You know, many women get that appearance as you get older, if you lose weight. Uh, so Voluma is uh, one of those fillers. There are so many fillers now. Voluma is one of those hyaluronic acid fillers. That's a, that's one of those big plastic surgery words. Hyaluronic acid is uh, one of the major constituents of the skin normally. So the fillers traditionally have replaced... Uh, components of the skin that have gone away. So the first filler was collagen. Collagen was introduced in the United States in 1981, and it was uh, it was actually made by a plastic surgeon in San Francisco. He got the patent, and uh, it was pretty popular until Restlane was the first hyaluronic acid, which was FDA-approved in 2003. By the way, you can give us a call and talk about these things, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222, if you want to talk about Restylane or Juvederm or or bellotero or one of those other things. So so Voluma is one of the newer and thicker uh, hyaluronic acids. Um, the Restylane is a hyaluronic acid, Juvederm is... Uh, Bellotero, those are the three that are in the most common use because those can be used for all sorts of things. So I use filler for the wrinkles around the lips. I use them to fill the nasolabial folds. Uh, I did a demonstration for the residents uh, I was mentioning before at Columbia, and one of the great things uh, that we use filler for is to hide the jowl. How do we do that? Many of you don't want facelifts. I don't know why. Uh, they're so much fun, for me anyway. Uh, but if you don't want surgery and you have a jowl, let's say you're 50 or 55, and you, you see this jowl that's now breaking up the jawline, well, what we can do is use either Restylane or Juvederm or one of these things or the new one called Restylane Lift which is really recycled perlane. You know, the, they change the names all the time now. Uh, but when we use these fillers, we can fill in the gap, the little depression between the chin and the gel and smooth the jawline. And it really is very impressive how it makes your jawline smooth again. It's not getting rid of the gel. And We have to be careful if you have a huge gel. We don't want to put too much of this in there because then you could look kind of square. Uh, but the average person does so well. And we can use one of many different types of fillers, either hyaluronic acid or something called Radius. I don't use Sculptra. I think it has a higher chance of getting lumps. I don't like lumps in my patients, and neither do you. And I certainly don't use the fillers that are permanent. You might have heard of these things. One was called Artifil. Uh, I think they named it after me, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, They changed the name to Belafil and uh, that's methyl methacrylate it's plastic in collagen two things i don't want to inject it into my body and yet it's out there uh it has a longevity of many years probably permanent Uh, i think the the study is at five or six years already uh of course it's going to stay it's plastic but you know what I say, if you have a result that you don't like with filler, the good thing about filler is it goes away eventually, particularly the hyaluronic acids can be massaged away very readily, like Restylane. If you get a little bit of a lump, which is very, very rare in my practice, but if you get a little bit of a lump, you massage it and it kind of goes away. Now, the things uh, like Radius, calcium hydroxyl apatite, that's its fancy name, Uh, Radius uh, after a week or two, you can't really massage away that lump and those other things you can't. And certainly if it's plastic and you get a lump or, heaven forbid, an infection or something like that, well, if it's a permanent filler, it's a permanent problem, and the only way to get rid of that problem is to cut out the filler, and, boy, you wouldn't like that. So, uh, anyway, I think that Jennifer Aniston, we came a long way from Jennifer Aniston, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, I think she's had Voluma. She's not my patient, so I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I think. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. Give us a call, 800-848-9222. And if you give us a call and have a legitimate question, you will walk away sounds like a game show with a bottle of daytime daytime is that spf 23 sunscreen but it's not just a sunscreen in fact we don't really advertise it as a sunscreen although we've got these specials going on now i think one just went out on the uh on the internet 50 percent off daytime uh so you have to use the day 50 code day 50 and you can get as many bottles as you want and it's uh inexpensive enough to use over your entire body when it's 50% off. When it's full price... Well, you know, most people just use it on their on their face. But as I said, it's not just a sunscreen. It's got 5% niacin in it. Niacin is a great substance for the skin. Uh, it does even out your complexion. So uh, the FDA says, don't say that it decreases the production of melanin. So I can't say that. However, actually what it does is it decreases the transport of melanin from the cells that make it to your skin. So if it can't get to the end location, uh, then your skin looks lighter. So there's all different ways that these different chemicals work. And, yes, it's a vitamin. It's a chemical. But niacin, it's also one of those things that strengthens the barrier of your skin. I've talked about this nebulous concept on this show before. You hear about barrier function all the time in skin care. What is Barrier function. You don't really need to know. All you need to know is that something that that hurts the barrier of your skin, like a soap, like a traditional soap, not my soap, but like a traditional soap, anything that hurts the barrier uh, will make your skin look worse. It will cause your skin to make more oils. It will cause your skin to thicken because uh, when you hurt the barrier, your body just wants to defend itself against these different chemicals and so the the ways it does that is by making oil and and thickening the skin both of which don't look particularly good your pores look bigger Uh, Your skin looks rougher. So that's what soaps. And many chemicals. Boy, toner. How about some toner? Uh, What is toner anyway? Many of you use it. It's one of these nebulous products that I say that the industry just likes to throw at you to get an extra product sold. It really has no uh, main function. Uh, Some some companies use toner for one thing. Some use it for another thing. Some say uh, use toner to restore the pH balance of your skin. You shouldn't use a product that destroys it to begin with. So it all gets very complicated uh, with skin care, but uh, something like daytime is the skin protector. So it will make your skin a little more impervious to the insults of daily life. The most common one that you insult yourself with, unless you're a farmer or work in a laboratory, is, uh, is soap. Soap is actually... Uh, one of the most dangerous things you can put on your skin because it it screws up the pH of your skin. That's the acidity of your skin, which should be acidic, not alkaline. So acidic like a lemon, not alkaline like baking soda. If your pH goes up on your skin, then bacteria and yeast grow. Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) if you think about these things, uh, that's what causes your skin to get irritated. And uh, what do you do? You use a soap that has the right pH that doesn't have toxins like sulfates and things like that. And that would be clean time. Clean time is my soap. So it sounds like a commercial. Uh, and somehow we went all the way from Jennifer Aniston uh, to talking about clean time. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We've got one more segment to the show, so don't go away. The phone number is 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. And by the way... How many of you are on Facebook? I guess the question now is how many of you are not on Facebook, but I want you to uh, friend me or like me or whatever the terminology now is. It's Facebook.com slash Dr. Perry's. That's the products, or Dr. Arthur Perry. So uh, please do that, and we're going to be back after these words. 800-848-9222. If you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin, you're in for a big surprise. Wrinkles, brown splotches, and rough skin are just around the corner. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a one-step solution called Nighttime because I know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program. Just massage in Nighttime, and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it, and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of Nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com, and Nighttime is yours for $50. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or call 844 Dr. Perry. That's 844 D R P E R R Y. I have
2: struggled with irritable bowel syndrome for 40 years. I mean, really struggled with it. And I want you to know that since I have been taking Balance of Nature, I don't have it anymore. That but, I mean, so, after 40 years, I'm 75 years old, and after 40 years of struggling with this and, you know, early on taking all kinds of medication and this, that, and the other thing, back in October, I was able to cancel my appointment with a gastroenterologist. You know, yeah. your products have made, have made my life, they have improved the quality of my life so tremendously. I can't, I can't be grateful enough, so I want, please thank you all, and please, if you ever have a chance to, please thank Dr. Howard.
3: Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
1: This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Well, it's finally spring outside and it's time for America's favorite pastime. No, not baseball, liposuction. You might have heard about non-invasive technologies that claim to take inches off of your waist, but in actuality they seem to slim your wallet more than your belly. Liposuction is the tried and proven technique to reduce fat from your tummy, hips, thighs, or neck. I've been performing liposuction for over 30 years, and in most cases, you're back to work in just a few days and in a bathing suit in a few weeks. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in central New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. Check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WABC. You're listening to What's
0: What's Your Wrinkle Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's Your wrinkle? Wrinkle?
1: And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC, the phone number 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. I did just get an email. I don't know why people don't call. And and Lisa says, uh, what is the code to get the the special discount on daytime? It's DAY50, D-A-Y-50. Very simple. And you put that in and get as many bottles as you want at 50% off. All right. One of the operations that I do an awful lot of is the breast augmentation procedure. And, in fact, I've been doing it since 1985 first we used the uh, silicone gel implants and then we switched to the saline implants when there was a moratorium on the uh, on the gel implants and then the gummy bear implants came in a few years ago and I switched to those and I use those about uh, 80 90% of the time I still use some saline implants on women who do not want the uh, the risks of silicone gel of which uh, they are less now, by the way. And the studies are showing that these new implants, this new generation of breast implants, is really safer than the old generation. They have a lower chance of rupturing. They have a lower chance of getting scarring. That That's called a capsular contracture. That's where the breast feels hard as a rock after a surgery. So it's much less likely with these new implants and the nice thing about these new implants, these gummy bear implants are also called form stable implants, is that they can actually shape your breast so if you don 't have the world 's best shape of your breast in the old days, which was three years ago, we had to not only make your breast larger uh, but we had to make incisions on your breast so that we can move your nipple and uh, and kind of shape the uh, the breast sometimes we move the nipple over or uh, all sorts of maneuvers that we uh, we do in the operating room. Uh, now with these shaped implants, we have to do a lot less of that. And the shaped implants mean your breasts can assume the shape of an implant as opposed to the implant assuming the shape of your breasts. And that's a very important concept. And so uh, those of us who do a lot of this work really, really enjoy these implants. Uh, they're so much better than the old generation, and women... Uh, I've, I've had so many people come in, and they've taken out their old implants to use the uh, the newer implants, a better feel to the implant, and a better shape to the breasts and less rippling, particularly if they have uh, saline implants. Saline implants are saltwater implants. They're like a water balloon, and uh, they are very likely to show rippling, particularly as you get older and your breast begins to sag, uh, then you can see uh, rippling with those implants. Well, there was a study. The reason I'm talking about this is there was a very interesting study in our journal called the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, uh, and they looked at the breast volume after breast augmentations. Now, y- you get implants in to make your breast larger. So the last thing on earth you want is an implant to cause your breast to get smaller. But in fact, that's exactly what happens. That was the conclusion of this study. And uh, and they looked at 34 women, and they did MRIs of their breasts before a breast augmentation, and they did MRIs a year later. And the average woman had a 22% decrease in, not the size of her breasts, the breasts are bigger because you've got implants, but the volume of breast tissue. And in the MRI, they can't distinguish between fat and breast tissue, and so they just uh, call it breast tissue. Uh, So 22% decrease in the volume. And this is very interesting, and and we kind of knew this. Those of you who have been pregnant know that your breast usually will get smaller after pregnancy. And the reason for that is the breast tissue grows during pregnancy, and it grows while you're breastfeeding and begins to compress the fat of your breasts. And fat is pressure-sensitive tissue. Uh, Just like uh, the fat of your belly, if you wear a belt, or the fat of your shoulders, if your bra straps dig in, the fat goes away under pressure. And so that's what happens when you're pregnant. Fat goes away, and after pregnancy, your breasts are usually smaller and droopier. Well, also... After breast augmentation, if you look at the size of your breast, it's not an additive thing. So let's say your breasts are 100 grams, and you put 300 grams of, of implant in, you would expect that your breast would then be 400 grams, and it turns out it's not. In fact, it would be about, I guess I have to do the uh, the math, it would be about 378 grams instead of 400 because uh, it's a 22 percent decrease in the breast tissue so what's the lesson to me as a plastic surgeon probably doesn't make much of a difference if you have very very small breasts but if you have larger breasts we might consider consider going up just a little bit on the implant size to get you to the final volume that you want pam what can i do for you what's your wrinkle oh pam are you there yeah. there you go yep.
2: Yep, I just wanted to say I really enjoy your show, and I have a question. Um, I have breast implants, they mean, and I want to have um, a smaller size. However, I'm sort of concerned that my skin is probably stretched, and is that something I should be concerned about if I go smaller?
1: Well, it really depends on uh, on just how much smaller you go. So first of all, Pam, how old are you?
2: I'm 49.
1: Okay, you're 49. When did you have the implants put in?
2: Oh, boy. I would say at least 20 years ago.
1: Okay. And were the implants placed in front of the muscle or behind the muscle?
2: They are behind the muscle.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good news for you. And the reason it's good news is because that gives us the opportunity to do a lift if let's say you want to get significantly smaller, and yes, your breast would droop more, uh, we can do a lift, and there's all sorts of lift procedures we do. Some of them are relatively small incision, just around the areola, which is a pigmented, pigmented area around the nipple. Or uh, sometimes we do a full breast lift, uh, which has that incision, but also a vertical and a horizontal incision. But having the implant behind the muscle gives you the opportunity to have those and not worry about uh, hurting the blood supply to your nipple. So, so uh, you might be a candidate for a lift as well as a smaller implant, but it would be nice if you didn't have to have a lift and you could just have a smaller implant. And a good plastic surgeon would be able to look at you and give you a, a really good judgment just by looking at you and deciding how big your implant was and where you want to go, and you can make the job easier for the doctor when you go to your consultation by getting the operative report from your doctor. Now, if it's twenty years ago, that might be difficult. Mm. I keep my operative reports for all my patients, uh, but the law in New York uh, it says the doctor only has to keep his records for six and a half years, I believe, seven years in New Jersey. So. You might not have those records. Do you remember back in the old days when you got these implants, you probably got a little ID card uh, because we were giving those out 20 years ago, 25 years ago it started. Do you remember getting that card?
2: Um, actually, now that you mentioned it, I do have that at home filed away.
1: Good. Well, that will tell you what size and what kind of implant it is. So make sure you bring that to your doctor also during your consultation. And that way, he or she would be able to look at that card and say, okay, you've got this size implant and uh, it's behind the muscle. That's good news. And here are your options. So... Uh, and, and, again, it really makes a, a difference if you're, let's say you have 400-gram implants, which are pretty big implants, and you said you want to go down to 100-gram implants, uh, well, that's a huge change. And if you're already drooping, uh, you're probably going to have more drooping. On the other hand, if you only go down from, from a 400 to a 350 or something like that, then you might not have that much drooping. Also, the shaped implants make a difference here because the shaped implants can hold up the breast tissue better than the old implants do. So there's a a bunch of different options for you, Pam. Excuse me. Do you mean
2: the gummy ones that you mentioned?
1: Yes, the gummy bear shaped implants. Uh, They're much better than the old ones. In fact, if you change out your saline implants to a gummy bear implant, uh, it's almost like going from uh, black and white TV to color TV. I mean, <laughs> there's such a big difference in the implants. There really is. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you are 49 years old, and, and I really want to mention that uh, you should be having MRIs. And a lot of my patients, uh, my patients get MRIs, but some try not to. Mammograms are less useful for you. Uh, having implants, in. and since you are 49 years old, it's very important that you get MRIs at least every other year in order to stay safe because implants do uh, block a lot of breast tissue, anywhere from six to 80 percent of the breast tissue, depending on the study and depending on uh, your exact shape. So, have you gotten MRIs yet?
2: Well, the good news is um, I got my first MRI, MRI um, last year, and I'll continue to do so now.
1: Good. That's very good. And it should be with the gadolinium, with, with the contrast, right? Uh, yes. Good. Yes. Okay. That's very, very, very important. And, uh, you know, you're playing, uh, you're taking chances with your health if you don't have the MRI. So thank you for getting the MRI. And the reason is MRIs see through the implants and mammograms are blocked by the implants. So MRIs are very important. For those of you women out there who have never had an MRI and you've got breast implants in, you are playing with fire. Uh, you really want to get an MRI and and it's really at least every two years. Well, Pam, have I answered uh, your questions?
2: Um Yes, you did. and I have one more quick one. if if you were to do um, this surgery for me, is it um, a one day surgery, and then i I go home the same day or
1: absolutely. we if, uh, I haven't admitted. Uh, actually, no. I operate now. I, I do some surgery in the office, uh, but this is general anesthesia, and I don't like to do general anesthesia in the office, even though my operating room is certified for it. I like to use surgery centers either in Manhattan or in New Jersey uh, for this type of surgery, and I like to do it under general anesthesia. And, yes, you go home the same day uh, exchanging implants like this. Depending if it's just a simple exchange of an implant from for one for the other, uh, then the um, the, um Operation takes uh, maybe oh, an hour and a half or so, hour, hour and a half. It depends. It could be longer if uh, you're going to have a lift. All right, Pam, nice talking to you. That music says they're going to pull me right out of the studio. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You have been listening to What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. We'll be back next week at 6 o'clock. So tune in and check me out. Check out the website, perryplasticsurgery.com. Thanks so much for great engineering. We'll see you all next week.